One million downloads. One million downloads. Over 10,000 listeners. Yeah, we're like Dr. Evil and Mini-Me. I know, right? Yeah, one million downloads. Stop thumping the sniper rifle. (laughs) Welcome to the Everyday Sniper. This is Mike from Mile High Shooting. And Frank from Snipers High. And let's do a big thank you, dude. Thank you to everybody. Thanks to everybody who's been on the podcast Thanks to all you guys who are listening to the podcast and downloading it. And more importantly, thank you to the guys who are subscribed and commenting to the podcast. Thank you, thank you, thank you. This this is your community, guys. And you guys are, you know, we're, we're just throwing stuff out there most of the time. And we're looking for some type of reaction, commentary, discussion, something to improve the sport, improve the community. And you guys are taking it and running with it and, and, you know, sharing it with your friends and everything. And and you know what? They are running with it because they're trying to change. I can't tell you how many emails I got inviting me to, like, events. Now, my training schedule is – but guys who saying, hey, I heard what you said about, like, a couple podcasts ago where I said have a signature stage. Make it – Which is badass, dude. There is is a lot of weight to that. Yeah. And – and so I got a bunch of guys like reaching out to me saying, thanks for what you're saying. Thanks for what you're doing. Come on. So it's beyond just the podcast. It's beyond the internet. It's going to the real world and it's having an impact on people's, uh, you know, mindset on their lives and how they're doing things and just where they're spending and how they're putting their money into this industry. And we appreciate that. And, um, you know, thanks everybody for listening yeah, and, and taking was- it. This was a lot more than I expected when, yeah. we, when we first started doing this whole thing and we looked at it because there was months of pep- preparation before we even kicked it off. Not for me, but you guys. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it was like, okay, well, here's what we're going to do. And then it was just like, boom, boom, boom. And then you grabbed it and ran with it, took off down the lane. And it's, you know, it's hard. I'm looking at like stats from other, you know, podcasts or, you know, other, you know, similar type of things that, that we have going on here. And like I, I'm not saying it's not as successful, but this has been very successful. Super, and and I did the same thing when you came to me and said, "Hey, we want to do a podcast." I looked at other podcasts, and at the time, Scout wanted people to do podcasts. You know, when I dumped them, and and just prior, they had they've been pushing the podcast thing, and I looked at other precision rifle podcasts, and they didn't have the numbers. I didn't see where the effort was worth it. Right, but then the sound quality, which we had trouble with, yeah, the beginning people are still having trouble. Yeah, the beginning sound quality was tough, man. To try to figure out what equipment works, how do you do these interviews? How do you do multiple? Yeah, you're talking about a bunch of gun guys who are now getting into electronics. Yes, you know, basically, and like computers and like uh, fancy stuff, you know. And then you know, like you said, running with it, and that's kind of where the success comes in: is being tenacious, not giving up on it, and just. You know, the content is is unique, not unique, but the content is is geared towards us and how we speak and what we're doing. So there's a certain element where people know me. I'm a known quantity with that. But the success of it comes from the fact that we didn't let it go. We, we stuck with it on a schedule that you guys can respond to. We tried to get you a minimum of two podcasts a week. Yeah. You know, right. and, and there, there's all... And when, when someone kind of steps down, another person steps up. Right. And we, and we still keep it moving forward. And I think that, you know, attributed to the success of the Everyday Sniper. But also, it, it, I feel like it's pushed other people to do their own thing as well. 
you know, whether they're starting up a podcast. Yeah, like or, Phil and Kalen will eclipse us quicker yeah, because oh yeah. we've, they're, you know. They'll promo- get there, dude. They're yes, very they're gonna, smart they're guys. Gonna they're going to clip our. intelligent. They do this. They're same thing. Same thing. Every single Kalen's day. dedicated. He's branded. He's looking at it. He's going to do a really good job on it. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the success I, right now, if you take every podcast out there, uh, in Precision Rifle at least, I don't know about some of the other, you know, handgun and carbine and all that, but just Precision Rifle, add them all together and they don't meet this because those guys don't get that. Um, you know, I, I got the site and, and the site's successful. People, people, you know, basically wrote the site off when I went to Scout. I had a plan. I had a model. I had a direction. It didn't work out with Scout. I dropped that immediately, um, even before they knew, really. I mean, it took them 20 days to figure out I was gone and started my own site back up. Mm-hmm. You know, um, right. and, and now Sniper's Hide is bigger than it's ever been. And better. And better. It's a matter of fact, uh, I the just feel of it's good. It, like the content that's there is really is good. Better a lot, and I've seen a lot of uh, you know outside sources coming in too, and you posting up a lot of their publishings and stuff yep. like that. So I mean, there's you know you're grabbing a lot of information that's out there because we don't know everything that's going on. We only know a portion of a portion. And it's getting so big, we can't follow everything. We need the people there's out there. There's a new thing that comes out every day. Every I can't day. tell you how many phone every calls I get. Day. Um, speaking of which, thank you guys for all the phone calls when you call up and you ask for me or when you call up and you get me and you're like holy shit i can't believe that i actually got you on the phone like i keep telling you that's what this is what i do for a living i talk to you guys you know uh and all the positive feedback all the ideas for future stuff all the emails and like you were saying i think i don't know if it's in this one this is our take two but in the first one it was you know uh like all of the invites to things yes you know, I like, said hey, that come the shoot, other, the, yeah. shoot the match, you know, come out, hang out with us. Like, yeah, we definitely want to do that. I wish I had an, a, a, a bottomless pocket where I could just jump on a plane. <laughs> well, not right now. <laughs> not not, yes, yeah, not right say. now. Let's calm down. <laughs> but if I could jump on a plane and go, you know, to Alabama and shoot you guys' match, go out to California and shoot a match, go out to, you know, go to Alaska and hang out with you guys up there at, right. the, at the Sheep Creek, you know, that would be great. I would love to... Um, be able to go to all the events I've been invited to because people listening to the podcast and, um, you know, kind of throwing the, saying, hey, I heard what you said. We're taking it to heart. We want to show you. I appreciate it. I can't make it. Same thing like Phil Cashin wrote me yesterday, wanted me to come Precision Rifle Expo. Well, it conflicts with my Alaska trip at the end, the, the reunion and all that stuff. So that's the only reason I can't be there. I told him I would love to do it again. It conflicts, and I'm I'm booked a year in advance now on a lot of these classes to some degree. It may not be completely booked up, yeah, but, but I'm you booked need a downtime year. too I'm because you have to you have to maintain things. Yeah, I you mean, can't just constantly be on the road, and that's like you know you got your nine to five or something like that, and then you do your nine to five, and then you're like, well, I got to do my nine to five somewhere else, but that nine to five needs to take a break while you're doing this yeah. other thing in another state. And then come back and get back into it because it's not so easy going into a course that's like eight or nine hours a day and then coming back and responding to emails and stuff. You don't want it. You're yeah, burnt, man. Yeah, you've you're been... burnt out, especially after you've done it for, you know, five or six classes back to back. You're mm-hmm. just like, dude, I ain't got time for this right now. I don't want to even open the and computer. Yeah, and it's tough. You know, it's, it's, it's hard, but you find a way to do it, like in most cases, and get it done. But like you said, being booked out like that. It's, you know, that's just a, a testament to what we're doing here um, 
and moving forward yeah. is that you know people want to see the show they want to be a part of the show and and i honestly think once we kind of get everything lined out we we either need to do um like and we've talked about it in the past we need to do an everyday sniper shoot and get some guys in here i want to do the do 22 that. man <laughs> and we do the 22 carnival yeah yeah as the everyday sniper shoot and yep. i think that would be uh, that would be a lot of fun but well, while we're on the subject real quick i want to do a quick shout out this guy has been with us since the beginning um with like one of the first subscribers david baker he just started a podcast we were talking about yeah yeah I said, they, right yep and uh he's on the sniper he's on sniper side i think he's like black wolf or something like yeah. that he, he's on there all the time uh he's a dog trainer he is all around he is a good to go motherfucker period yep he's got his own podcast and i want you guys to check it out and uh it's it's from a different perspective so it's not like you know, the top 10 shooters and how, uh, you know, how successful they are. He's a middle of the pack shooter. He says it right off the gate. I'm a middle of the pack shooter and you guys want to come shoot with me. Don't, if you're in first place, don't be afraid of me. But if you're like middle of the pack, I'm coming for yeah. you, you know? And I, I, I like that type of uh, layout because I can relate to that. I'm a middle of the pack shooter, you know, top 25% maybe on my best day yeah but i don't have time you have a regular to train job all the time i can't train every other day right right i can shoot you know maybe once a month or something like that but i'm not you know focusing solely on positional stuff well if you want to hang rio on a on a, on a hook and not see her except you know before she goes to bed and when she wakes up in the morning well then <laughs> exactly. you can do all these things yeah exactly i can do all that stuff yeah if i wasn't taking her to american ninja warrior right what? right right that's that's a new thing I'll, I'll we'll talk about that here in a minute but go check out the just fn send it podcast fn send it podcast um it's he's got a few episodes up and he talks he goes down rabbit holes and he talks about all kinds of stuff and i talked to him on the phone the other night for like two hours Man, he he's just a wound good up. dude. Oh yeah, dude, he's just a good dude. <laughs> I fucking love that guy. He's the one who got kicked me that got me kicked off of Facebook that one time. Remember, like a, like two years ago. No, I and I was like, oh yeah, I was sending out the message, and then like uh, apparently I got he sent me a video, and I opened oh, yes, it. I remember. And I got kicked off of Facebook. Yes, I remember. Now. I was like, what the fuck? Yes. So, anyways, that was him. But no, really good, the, good to go, dude. The, if the, you guys this, shoot with them, you'll you'll know what I'm talking. Yeah, about. but this is a milestone to hit one million downloads, to have ten thousand subscribers. Like I said, it's big. I never expected it. I just, I, I really resisted doing this podcast. But once I did it, I wanted it done right, and I wanted it done consistently. And and so I, you know, the effort's got to be put in with getting the better equipment, making the, you know, making it sound better for everybody. Uh, you know, working the topics and bringing in guests and talking to people. And then, like, you know, just like Mike just did, promoting other podcasts and other people, the Kalen and the Phil and, and, and um, They're David. the modern day side. Yeah, right? the modern day, you know, and, and all that. It, it's, it's, you know, people don't get it. Like, there's, there's zero threats out there. Everybody, there's certain right. people that want to kind of like, you know, circle the wagons and this is my fiefdom over here and, you know, I'm going to do this and keep them guys. It's like, dude, you ain't threatening nothing. I do. Who cares, man? If it's good content, if it's worthwhile to listen to, you guys should be out there listening to it. And clearly you are. I mean, uh, modern day is going to eclipse a million downloads before we did easily because their numbers are strong. But looking at other podcasts, man, they're really not not doing the same thing because it, you know, they just can't grab a hold of that mojo and run with it, right? And, right. and you know, we're, we're working to give you solid data. We want to push you to think outside the box. We want to push you to, to think, to think, to, to be balanced. think, to be, you know, just yeah. sit back and think for a second. Like, how am I going to get in and get out and make some hits? Yeah. yeah. You know, and, and 
you know, in a timely fashion. And then if, you know, you're not totally into that whole clock thing, don't worry about the fucking clock. Stop worrying about the goddamn clock. Yeah. Anyway, you get look, in and get some hits, dude. Anyway, you look at it, the job is to go from point A to point B, take your shots, get that done, and get out. Now, point A to point B might be walking up to a barricade. Right. Get your shots, go to the next position. Get your shots, go to the next position, and then get out of there under time. Well, that's the same thing the military guys are doing. They're going from point A to point B. They're setting up their positions. When they're, you know, let to go green, they go green, and then they got to get back. So we, we're, we're just, it's, it's a consistent theme, but at the same time, we're pushing you guys, and, and I really appreciate the feedback. I really appreciate the emails and the comments and people taking this to heart. Um, you know, even with the app, we, we were talking before, we, this is, like Mike said, we lost four minutes because I was in, I didn't put my phone on airplane mode. Four <laughs> minutes into our intro, <laughs> yeah, a phone call. rang. Yeah. And, you know, guy, one of the dudes wanting to do business at 6.30 at night. And, um, you know, it, it, and it kills, the, it kills the recording. So then I was like, oh, shoot. So we started it over. But yeah, because we're, we're on mobile. We're yeah. on mobile equipment right we're now. We're on mobile. Yeah. I'm, I'm at Mike's house and we're on mobile I equipment. I was hoping we'd have like a little, the... Yeah, I didn't bring everything. Yeah, yeah, I didn't. You know what? Sound off. I'm gonna put it in when I get home. I'll put some in at the end. But um, the 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 uh, you know, we were talking about comments and stuff, and he was laughing because Mike saw my video on manners the six GT because I had the six GT out with Mike and Adam when we were tuning up his twenty eight nozzler. Yeah, and then um, I came back a a couple days later and shot the video. So then Mike watched the video and he was speaking of. Let me let me hit this twenty eight nozzler real quick because this guy and you guys may or may not be friends with Adam on Facebook or whatever. It's his twenty eight nozzler, his load and everything like that. His barrel, he built it. Everything you know, it's good to go. It's on an AX rifle. It's on an AXMC. So Mm -hmm. all he did was you should swap the barrel. Everything's cool, right? His 28 Nosler, when we talk about mile per hour guns, this is a 10 mile an hour gun. Oh my God. Out to like 1,500 yards. <laughs> okay? So that means in 10 miles an hour he's, at a 90 degree wind, he's at 1,500 yards, he's 1.5 <laughs> mils to center. That's crazy. So that's we got to check that. We got to test that. Dude, now. it is ridiculous. Yeah. When we were shooting it down there, we had, well, we had a, uh, Second round impact at a mile. We got you a, guys were kickling a mile when yep, I was there. Yep, and then we had a headshot and two chest shots at fifteen hundred yards. So really good wind calls mm-hmm. on that thing, which wasn't shit, dude. He was just like he was on the gun, and him and I kind of go back and forth as far as wind calls, you know. And I'll be like, yeah, I'm thinking like eight tenths, and he's like, I'm thinking one mil split the difference nine. We're still on the target, mm-hmm. you know. We're still calling wind for for each other within a couple tenths. Yeah, yeah. You know, n- not even knowing the gun, I'm like, dude, this thing is badass. Let me shoot it. So, in a testament to the uh, the area four nineteen break, it's four one nine. I got yelled at for calling oh, it four nineteen. My bad. Okay. Yeah. So the area four nineteen break is. Did you see? I just didn't care. Yep, me neither. But <laughs> yeah. I so, told the guy to fuck off. I called him an ass for t- for correcting me. <laughs> oh my god! Okay. He's like, I'm not being an ass, but we pronounce it four one nine because it's our area code, and we're kind of proud of it. Yeah, I, I go, no, that. you're being yeah. an ass. Okay, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm with the other seventy percent of people yeah. who call it four nineteen. I call yeah. it four nineteen too because it roll it it's it it flows. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, I think it's good good either way. But anyways, yeah. that break is exceptional. Okay, and. That 28 Nosler was impulsing like like a 
It, 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 yeah, right, right. And I was like, dang, dude, I'm down with this. We've, I never shoot with a break, so I'm like, I was like excited, you know? Mm-hmm. So we, was... we had one in, or a couple in class in Alaska, and, and like you don't do anything until after 300 yards. It doesn't even like need elevation until Nothing. like, like yeah. four. Yeah, you just keep, just keep on shooting. It's yeah, fine. yeah. You yeah. just hold flat at it, and yeah. it, you just hit just shit. a little higher. Uh-huh. It's cool. Yeah. It's like a tenth to three hundred, and then it's like two tenths to four hundred. And then we had an opportunity also because he got a uh, Ford off Kestrel, so we had an opportunity to plug in all the information, and we trued it up, and we only had to move the the form factor like one piece, like one tenth. Probably had to go up to yeah. And everything lined up. I was like, oh, this is magic, dude. This is like a magic fucking gun. Yeah. Yeah. So he's gonna shoot it in the match this weekend at Pawnee. So we'll see how it goes, but he shouldn't miss. (laughs) what are you holding the left to center right to center. Yeah, center. Yeah. <laughs> center center i don't know I hit right we'll, to center. yeah we'll see where it goes so. but uh no we just uh, we really appreciate all the feedback and everything but like i said mike was laughing about the video and in i really appreciate the comments i was the- watching you get trolled and i was just laughing my ass off because i was out there with you and yeah. sh- we sh- all shot that gun right right you know i was just like hey this thing is pretty nice and you know like i can see that you know like to an extent you're buying a hit but you got to know what the hell you're doing because we just took the scope and put it on the gun and said fuck it i don't know three three mils i, I zeroed at 600 it, yeah we zeroed at 600 just by just bore sighting it and just oh i hit the dirt is. i basically yeah. what i did is i put my scope from my ax on the gt which is why i was so high right right and people right. were trolling me over that and um then i just took a shot at 600 and i hit the dirt and i zeroed in on our big 40 inch square target and, and Mike was spotting for me and he's like, you I think you're in the zone. And, um, I'm like, okay, cool. And then I just fine tuned it on a target and then I just dialed it back to my hunter. Right. <laughs> and yeah. I was done. Yeah. It was good. <laughs> yeah. It was good to go. It was, it was a lot of fun. But that it's accurate and the A tips work accurate. great. And yep. you know, it's, it's, it just sinks in that <laughs> tripod. I didn't care too much for the trigger. Trigger was super light. Little, yeah. Too light super for me. Super light. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. I still got my hits, and I felt good. And yeah. I was like, yeah, this is, a, this is a good shooting, clean gun. Like, z- almost zero freaking um, the, the bar- recoil. I mean, everything was just right about it, and they built a very, very fine weapon. Yep. The, the barrel's a little wangy for me to maneuver with it because it's long and heavy. So me maneuvering with it's a little it, – it, there's a learning curve if I to get into position and get out of the position with that rifle being as heavy as it is. Um, the way the barrel is kind of unwielding. If I can have that weight in like a 22-inch barrel, I would probably be a little bit better off. Well, in going from a chassis gun and, go, yeah. and going into a, a stock gun or something, you know, not not like you know like a stock gun, but like a gun that one has a, just a traditional downloads. one million downloads. I'm just gonna say it every time you say it. Yeah. Um, but going into a, a, a firearm that has more of a traditional style, where it looks like more of a hunting stock. Uh, just at first glance, right, is a little bit different to drive than a chassis gun. That, yes, you know you can expect a different type of. The feel. recoil pulse on yeah. that gun is great. So, so there is a learning curve. There is a bell curve yep. to it. So uh, a guy trolled me on Facebook over that video. Told me to, uh, yeah, yeah, that gun shoots itself. Let me see you hit a moving deer at 500 yards. I'm like, how about a proghorn? Because they're easier to find on the range. Yeah, I can get one of these guys, no problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can shoot yeah, all it. day. And I'll yeah. and I'll make noise in the wind. I'll, I'll make noise so he moves. Otherwise, he'll yeah. just stand there. <laughs> right. <laughs> we got an ELR class coming up. Yes, uh, April. I matter of fact, I was just um, because of this coronavirus crap. 
Um, NRA is getting canceled, I heard. Um, I, I, people were getting the option to opt out of NRA, and now it looks like I saw a, a, a tickle from um, an attorney that I know. Um, he said that it looks like the board is going to cancel NRA. We were supposed to go to NRA, then go to Treadproof and do the class. Our classes have students. We're all good. But NRA looks like it's down. But I have to go straight from Tennessee to Arizona to our uh, our ELR class. Which was funny because I talked to Walt. And he was like, hey, man, I knew you were trying to get into one of these classes. I just got an opening. Let me find out if I can get you in. And I was like, all right, but cool. But it, it, yeah. it's got to be the AI's dedicated class, isn't it? It's not a class class. Isn't it AI's class? It's a scheduled class that's on their yeah, website. I knew it was scheduled, but yeah. is, didn't AI take every slot? I don't know. Well, that was the thing is because I, yeah. I was it was just thrown at me like, hey, dude, go onto our website, pay for the class if you want in the class. And I was like, okay. So then, oh, I you, thought you were coming with us as part of AI. Well, yes and no. Okay. So I got the invite late because gotcha. I guess they had an opening or somebody fell out or something like that. And Walt knew I wanted to go. Okay. So he called, you know, called me up and he was like, hey, dude, do, do this. Yeah. And I that's just when let's... I texted you. I was like. Hey, I'm gonna go down to Gunsight, and you're like, "Hey, that's what I'm fucking going." I was like, "Oh shit, is that the same event?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that just kind of that was weird. It kind of just worked out. Well, because I haven't been talking to you guys as much about, and then I was on the i I've been coordinating this through Scott. Right. So I was on the phone. Yeah. So Mon- Scott, and his boys, right? You Monday, then, Scott yeah. called me, and I put in my final info for Scott, and then he signed me up. So I got my welcome package, but I never had to do anything because one, I'm in the computer for. Uh, gun site already in two AI took care of yeah. it so uh, I had to do the application and pay yeah you do because like yeah. which was cool I was like whatever you know did the application but that's the thing you have to be in their system or yeah. show them all their crap before you can go yeah they, they, they make you do, jump exactly yeah they there was a couple things and they were like it, Walt was telling me hey just here's how you do it yeah boom and I was like all right perfect so I shot off the email and because they we, were all cool with it they were like yeah join up dude the Alaska private class last year yeah I I didn't sign up. I just showed up with money and said, I'm taking the class. And the girl's like, you can't take the class. I said, yes, I can. <laughs> and then, Dude, I'm just going to use my clout. Yeah. Well, I said, number one, I was already in the computer because I took it the year before. Right. And then um, it was a private class. So I said, this is a private class and these students are inviting me here and there's room. Yeah. Here's my money. I'm in your computer. And then she said, okay, no problem. But originally she said, you can't take it because I just showed up and walked up and said, I'm, I'm here for the class. Right. Yeah. So they, they make you jump through some hoops, but, um, but no, I'm, I'm actually really excited about this. I'm not a huge Magnum shooter. I'll, I'll shoot Magnum. We don't need them on our, we, we don't the, at our altitude and what we're shooting and we want to shoot all day long. We shoot short action all day. No yeah. problem. Not a huge Magnum shooter, but I am excited about this because one, it's ELR. Yep. Two, it's, it's Magnum shooting. So I'll be shooting a 338 Lapua. And uh, I think uh, I think I'll be running like 300 grains something, so either burgers. I don't or know what they're bringing I us. I don't know. Uh, I'm gonna send all my ammo down there and let because um, oh. Walt's got the gun I'm gonna use. He's got it down there. Whose gun are you using? Ours. We oh, shoot, you're we gonna ship the gun. Yeah, oh. we ship the gun. So he's gonna tune it up for me. Then I'm just gonna show up. That Walt's way, I don't all to... India. Walt don't like me, man. He just freaking gives me a hard time. Yeah, well, you know, I'm not saying we're tight like butt cheeks or anything like that. But you guys you know, are we chat tight, every man. now yeah, and then. Yeah. We chat from all time right, to time. I hear but uh, I'm, that is a class I'm actually excited about. And then, <laughs> and then, 
the day that class ends, our class starts the next day. Oh, shit. So we'll have to fly right out. You have to fly right out. I didn't know if you knew that. No. I was just going to spring that on you right now in front I didn't, of everybody. I didn't recognize I that. realized it last night. I looked at it and I said, oh, because I was, I was going to drive. And then if you didn't want to get a plane back, just ride with me. Yeah. Well, and driving would be, I, mean, I would say, we're leaving straight from, I, I'd have to almost leave straight. So we'll figure out the Yeah, we'll get something. We'll get anyways, something. Anyways, I was, I was looking at it and I was like, we got to be back on Friday. So that means Isn't I it a three-day? Shouldn't it be Monday, Tuesday, Monday, Wednesday? It's the 27th through the 30th, and the 30th is the last day of the month, and then the first, second, and third is our days. Happens. Just so you know. Put it yeah, I was just going to say, because I always thought it was it. a three-day class. Set an alarm. Yeah, I'm going to have to. <laughs> yeah, man, I got a quarter. You, you hear this? I got to fly from Tennessee <laughs> to Arizona to make the start of the class, and then I have to go from Arizona to Denver to make the start of my own class. But, but when you get home, I want you to answer all your 250 yeah, 50 emails yeah, a day. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I've been, honestly, I've been setting up the computer and doing a lot of stuff to make it easier and simplifying it, and I, and I, I kind of boiled down my systems to help me with my travel plans. But um, the new site is going to be up. I paid them today to finish the last piece of it. My front page of Sniper's Hide will now work exactly with the form, and there'll be form elements in it. And we're going to be doing a whole bunch of new stuff on the Sniper's Hide website for all this. These, All these milestones, man, one million downloads. One million downloads. And, and so, you know, and I do seven million on seven sniper, million seven million on sniper's hide every month I'm just throwing around millies like millions man millions, i'm in the million people millies, don't get it they're, they're, they're all like they were they were calling me irrelevant when when scout and when i was coming back they were like he's irrelevant man and i'm like really you think i don't it's it, it, it kind of like a challenge it was kind of like a challenge <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you stepped up to the plate. I, I think park, I, so. I think I spanked their ass. Yeah, uh, all you guys okay. out there who called me irrelevant and said shit like after the Jersey letter and after all the crap. Oh yeah, that was a while ago. That, that was a while ago, but yeah. they still wrote me but off. You, you know, you, you, you yeah, rose to the top. Uh, it didn't quite work out yeah, for you, did it? You know, I'm just gonna <laughs> use this high voice when I feel like yeah. I mean, it, it's gonna be smug. And then, 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 what do they do? They go, "Oh, Frank's doing that. Maybe I should do it too." <laughs> You want to get into some sniper shit? Or yeah, what? man, we should talk some sniper stuff. We're in the middle. So let's actually, let's step off the gun for a second yep. and, and and address something that is important, which we really haven't had an opportunity to talk about. We have not talked about this hardly at all. This episode, and probably the next episode, is going to be about spotting. Because I think spotting is a very important skill so if you're going to step off the gun and help your buddy, I see this all the time. So I'm just going to preface it with, hey, man, can you spot for me? For me. That's the, hey, can, that, you, hey, can you spot for me? Like you're at the gym or something. Right. You're going to help him lift the weight up to the top. You have to understand when you're stepping into a spotter role, you have to be in tune with everything that's going on. You have to be in tune with the rifle. You have to be in tune with the shooter. You have to be in tune with the weather. You have to be in tune with data. Yep. So everything that is going on, you have to know it before the shooter knows it. Because the shooter is just your trigger, basically. Mm-hmm. And, you, and if traditionally, if someone says, okay, Mike, can you spot for me? I'll ask him, do you want me to spot for you? Like spot your misses? Or do you want me to give you a wind call? Do you want right. me to give what, you elevation? What, how much? How do you want me to spot? Right. How involved 
do you want me in your shot process? Totally, totally. And I think we need to, I think we need to address that. Yeah, I mean, you, I think like wind and even to see the, um, the trace and the trajectory, when you're watching that trace and trajectory will teach you more than shooting. I agree. Especially for the guys that, that can't spot for themselves and, 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 are, and are off the target when they shoot. Like if, if, if you struggle with recoil management, if you struggle getting back on target in time to see the hit, and, and yep, you may be shooting well. I'm not saying you have a problem shooting, but I'm just saying maybe your technique isn't perfected. Good, bad shooters. Right. Spotting is your next most valuable task that's going to raise your skill set up. Yep, and I think you just need somebody with the experience of looking at, you know, different angles of impact. Yes, because if you don't have the, here's the problem with a lot of people with spotting or new shooters in general. They don't know what they don't know and minus the information they fill in a blank and not always correctly. Okay. So you want to get with somebody and understand like Mike just bro broke down. Number one, you got to understand your shooter and his equipment. So, so when we talk about the shooter, I'm going to throw a couple of, uh, of things at you guys. There's two things that I'm looking for. But when we talk about the shooter, we have to make sure that, again, being in tune with that shooter means that that shooter is actually doing what you're asking right. them to do. You have to assume that they are when you communicate with them. When you have an open line of clear, defined communication, say, okay, I want you to hold two tenths left. Yep. Are they really holding two tenths left? Left of center or left... Right, left, left off of the, the edge, edge right? or left, or of, left the of the head or left of the torso or left, you know, whatever it is, you have to make that crystal clear because you're plotting a map for that bullet impact. Yep. So if you have a ton of, you know, you have a ton of hits on a target and what I'm looking at when, you know, when I'm spotting for somebody, I'm looking at the target, I'm evaluating the target. All right, we got five hits on this target and I'm going to take a mental picture of these five hits. So when another one shows up, if it shows up, I know up where in the, the rest group, of the next one's yeah, gonna be. Yeah, I can, always I can doing predict. Yeah. Right? I can I can make a clear assumption. So I'm looking at two things. I'm looking at maximum ordinate. So let's break that down real quick. In artillery and naval gunfire support, this is from definition, okay? The height of the highest point in the trajectory of the projectile above the horizontal plane passing through its origin. So what that means to you is I pulled the trigger, where that bullet goes, the highest point in its trajectory is your max ordinate. That max ordinate is what I'm looking for as a spotter. That is one thing I'm looking right. for. Out of all the things I'm looking for, I'm looking for at least a max ordinate because if we lose that bullet, so if I pull the, or my shooter pulls the trigger, and I don't see max In ordinate. In ELR, you're going to lose it. It's going to yeah, go you're going to lose it. It's yeah, going it's going to be way up there. It's out. So we're, let's talk about 1,000 yards. Right, 1,000 yard. It's going about 12 feet above the line of sight. Okay. Uh, you know, fit three, it's 15 feet with a 308. These cheaters were shootings about 10 to 12 feet, maybe a little less. Relatively flat. So right. I'm looking for that. You're looking for that because you, you want to keep that in there because you got to catch it with the wind as well. But, you're, but what I know is because I'm climatized, is that it rained last night. Right. So now my bullet's getting sucked into the earth with no splash. You with no splash. So no identification, no nothing. It just disappears into a void. So I gotta find that max ordinate. Well was it 
left of the target? Was it right of the target? Are we holding too much wind? Are we holding not enough wind? Mm -hmm. So now another thing, here's the second thing I'm looking for, because I need clues. I'm, I'm like a detective when I'm on a when yeah, I'm on you're a spotting deciphering yeah, the I gotta information. Go, okay, well, I got to translate all this stuff, but I got to translate it so that my shooter understands what I'm saying. Right. He doesn't need to know where his fucking max ordinate is. He no. doesn't need to know where his bullet trace is at. So that's my second thing is bullet trace. And I'm gonna, and, the, and let me just jump in really quick yep. to talk about that max ord because like this is what brought weaponized math to uh, fruition. Yeah. Because I like that word. In Alaska, the the 900 yard target is over 13 feet in the air. We actually drive a pickup truck up. We stand in the bed. We put the frame up on either side of the pickup. That's how big it is. And then from the bed of the pickup, we hang the plate on the target. There's no ground underneath it and you can't see, but when you look through the spotter and, you're, and especially through your rifle scope, that target looks level with everything else. Mm -hmm. Okay, so it does not stand up above them. It's in line. There's no ground under it. So it's in relation to the shooter to the target. Yep. And it, when we talk about levels, so how high is it? Exactly, right? but the thing with Trace in that, in that Max Ord is, because they're shooting 900 yards and most people are using a flat caliber, the trace does not go very high. It doesn't go much above the target, okay? Well, we can tell left or right, whether you're off the left side of the plate or the right side. Yeah, we can say by the time max or happens, right. I can go, okay, well, he's left of the target. But I can't tell if you're high or low. Right. The only way we were able to tell is if we saw the splash under the plate, you hit over it. If right. we saw nothing, you hit under. If we saw a splash in the background, you hit over it. But that's what brought weaponized math because trace is readable to a certain extent. But like Mike's saying, with Max Ord with ELR shooting, when it goes out of your sight picture of your spotter, you can lose it. Um, and then you're looking for the splash in the ground. If it's wet in the conditions and you don't see a splash, you're trying to rebuild the missing pieces of the trace yeah and you, to give you a bit more complete I use picture this, i use this terminology a lot when i say chinese engineer yeah uh, and, and you can you say can't say that i know you're I, gonna be a xenophobic I, dude because you're man. calling I, it chinese. i apologize so let's call it backwards engineering, engineering. okay there you go. so i'm gonna backwards engineer what happens at the target back to the shooter so i'm thinking of that while i'm watching you shoot does that make sense? Yes. So if somebody's pulling the trigger and the and the and, and the bullet's actually going down range, I'm thinking about what it's going to do at its final rest versus where it started movement in the first place. Right, right. So I gotta backwards engineer that stuff. So and now bullet trace. So here's your definition of bullet trace. And this could be the best definition I found, short, sweet to the point, is bullet trace is a disturbance of air pressure which causes light to be refracted differently. So if you're thinking about how that looks, it looks like if the first time you ever saw the Matrix in 1999 or whenever it came out. In the 90s, okay? yeah. And you see that bullet going through the air and it's wah, 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 and it's leaving those little vapor, you know, mm -hmm. kind of like vapor trails, but not vapor trails like you'd see on a plane, but it's like little circles as it's going through the air. It's traveling, it's disturbing the air, and it's making a cone around the actual bullet itself, mm -hmm. right? So as you're looking at that, you can see pretty much where it's traveling and a lot of times with flat shooting projectiles you're going to watch trace the from entire the bottom way. of your scope yep all the way up into where it impacts the target and a lot of times 
you can see like at 500 yards on our range is no problem. I can see where it hits on those little pie plates. Mm -hmm. And I can tell you because the pie plate flips up, but I see it when right it when hits. it hits. Yeah, yeah, when it hits and I'm like, okay, you're on the right side of the target. Add another 10th to your hold, send it. And then it's just clean the plate rack, right, no problem. Right. And they're little five inch circles. So if you can if you can pull that off, that's what you're looking for is that actual bullet traveling through the air. It's nice when the sun's behind you. I was going to say, the sun's behind us a lot, the, so yeah. we have an advantage. When the sun's behind you, that's really great. When it's in front of you or off to the side or something like that, it's not as visible, but it's still there. Yep. Right? And there's conditions where, um, depending where you are in, 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 in bright sunlight, I could see the bullet sometimes. Um, the bullet will reflect. Yeah, you can see the back end of the bullet. Yeah, you'll see it reflect, and, and I'll see the bullet in the sun. Um, the trace might be weak because it's because it doesn't have the correct conditions to give you that really cool matrix vapor trail. Right. But I'll see the bullet. I like it when it's really humid. Yeah, me too. And oh then you can see. I mean, Alaska's great for uh, because it's just so much moisture in the air. I love it's, it. It's a freight train going down there, and and so you can see. But the, if you're taking a class, if you're shooting a thing, a, a competition or anything, and if you do happen to have a spotter and you can get away with it. Um, you can't always break it out at competitions and stuff. You should be spotting and watching, even if you're not calling something for somebody. Like, that's a big thing. If you go to King of Two Mile, there's 50 people lined up when that one guy is shooting. Oh, it looks spotting. like a goddamn African safari. Yes, they're so, all just lined up spotting. With that being said, I'm going to say this. I am not bringing a spotting scope to a match that is you know, outside of where I can drive. Right. So like binos. When, though. Yeah. Binos is the ticket. So if you have a set of binos, you can sit on your binos and go, okay, well, the wind's blowing five miles an hour. It's coming from the two o'clock. I'm going to treat it as a two mile an hour wind, you know, coming from the right side. So I'm going to hold, you know, what my two mile an hour wind would be yeah, at 500 yards. Area, yeah. Right. Exactly. Like, like a 10th. And then I'm going to, what I'm going to do is my plan is to dial that on and see how close I actually am. And then I can stay on the plate for the rest of the targets. I don't have to start holding off or anything mm -hmm. like that. I just favor it just but a little bit nudge. more. But you I was going to say you one can more nudge. Tenth, one more tenth, one more tenth as I go down the line. And maybe I have five targets, two shots per target. I'm not going that far at that point. Mm -hmm. you know. So I'm able to employ my fundamentals without having to hold off the target in case the wind does gust up or something like that. So that is, if you are spotting at a match, at a minimum, get your ass on some binos. Right. And if there's a person shooting in front of you, watch half of what they're doing. The person before them Watch everything that they're doing. Yep. Because elements are going to change, but you also need to but, be ready to step up to the line. don't, don't change, change your plan. Don't change your plan in the middle of, you know, yeah, yeah. You, commit to it. Yeah, yeah. Commit to something and then go, okay, well, this is where I'm going to start. Am I going to get a first round impact? Well, fingers crossed. I hope I do. Right. But if I don't, I'll at least know what I'm doing wrong. That was, that was Regina's uh, advice, uh, Milkovich, when she said, you know, you practice the barricade or you practiced an obstacle. And then you stand up and you're watching the guy in front of you and he, I'm clean, gonna do what he's and he doing. cleans the stage with something kind of unique. Yeah. And then you go, I'm going to try, but you've never practiced it. And he did. Stick with what you practice. That's exactly my whole, my whole thing. The last national level match that I shot, everybody was like, all right, using the tripod for the rear support. And I was like, I don't really practice that way. That's not my thing. I like to shoot naturally. I like to be you right. know, dynamic. I'm not trying to, you know, fight my equipment, dude. I'm so over that shit. 
And I was like, but you know what I did? I did it anyways. I was like, I'm going to try it one time and see how it goes. <laughs> I did it one stage and I fucking ditched it. And I was like, that's not happening again. I'm not doing that. Yep. I just fought it the entire time. Right, right. And then after that, I did better as a shooter because I just I just shot the way I trained. You, you're right. You, and that's it. Exactly. I, just, I solidified, you know, I, I complimented myself by going, okay, well, I'm just going to do, I'm going to practice what I preach. And I'm going to do it in front of everybody and just to see how it works. Right, right. And it worked out to my benefit. You know, like I said, I'm not a, I'm not a first 10, top Dude, 10 we're too shooter. busy to be playing. Yeah, I'm, I'm not a top 10 shooter. Top like 10 to, shooters are doing 40 rounds every other day if yeah. they're smart. But I'm competitive. And when money's on the line and me and you are on the range, I'm going to put some rounds on target. Mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Totally. So one um, million down. One million. One million. So let's back up a little bit. So now that we understand what we're looking at and looking for to to a degree, we need to understand that your setup as a spotter can't be a Sims scope on a Manfrotto bipod with you know yeah some, tripod so, yeah yeah or tripod yeah you need you, you need good glass little, man. with some little laser dot on there or something like that that, that it, it if you're starting out and that's what you got then that's what you got i can make that work because i've worked with really good stuff i've worked with really shitty stuff and i've found myself happy medium or and i went to a high-end kind of deal do me a favor back your power off dude 100%. I have a spotting scope that is a 20 to 60 spotting scope. Yeah. I wish that I could go to 14 or 12. Mm-hmm. Like that, mine never goes past never, 30. Mine never goes past 20. Unless I'm really trying to look at something on paper, it never goes past 30, man. I never power up my, my spotter, yeah. even though I have the capability to do it. You know what? I'm not going to say never because there is some instances. Yeah, I go look for something, but like, usually after I don't spot with it on that. 1,500 yards on a cold day with cloud coverage. Yeah, then you could. I'll be like, it. okay, well, where'd you hit? Let me let me dial that up. Mm-hmm. Oh, you hit on the green line on the right. But edge. you don't spot on that. No, after no, 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 no. you're it's actively actively looking actively at something, spotting and communicating with somebody is low. It is on low power period. Yeah. Yep. Just just stay on that low power. You'll thank me later. The, 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 the 15 to 45s are actually the better spotters. Yes. But um, it's harder to get those. I um, think one of... 20 by 60 is pretty common. If I could go back and do it again, I, ended, I got myself a Suaro because I was like, man, I'm really getting into this. I want all the professional equipment. Loki's trying to break down is that the what door. Dude, I was yeah, going to say, I didn't know dealing. what the heck that was. He's like, what the fuck, guys? Come on. Um, I went out, treated myself to a good spotter because I was like, this is, you know, this is what we need. Mm-hmm. Stu Chirara is great. And I, I got it, and it is hands down the best spotter that I, I believe in. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. It has an electronic sight on it or electronic uh, a reticle. Reticle. So I can turn it off, turn it on. I like it better than my Heinzolts. Although I, I, I have a 15 to 45 Heinzolt. I think it's clearer than a, uh, than a Hensolt. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a lot bigger. It's definitely heavier. Yeah. And if I could maybe go backwards a little bit, I'm not going to sell my Suaro, so don't even ask me. But I would like to get a Leupold that has a um, a, a smaller range of power. Yeah, they it goes have the to 15. a lower power range yeah. with a reticle. So I, I know I keep saying Leupold to you guys and like with the binos, and, and now I'm like, oh, maybe I should have got one of their spotters. And I probably will. But um, like I've turned into a big fan of those guys. Um, but spotter setup—they actually stepped up and sent us um, a Mark V for Alaska. 
Oh, nice. Yep. Yep. No, they've been doing really good stuff, man. And I think uh, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, they'll probably have something in that realm of what we're talking about right now in the, in the near future. So when we look at equipment, I like to think of like, you guys know I like tattoos. You know Frank likes tattoos. I go to a good tattoo artist. I pay the money for a good tattoo because I don't want to come home with some unicorn taking a dump right. like on my back. You yeah, know, yeah, like, smoking like, pilos, flies and like, It's and all crap, fucked yeah. up, you know? Like I'm going to pay the money for good artwork. I, if I was a skydiver, I would pay money for a good parachute. Yep. I'm not going to go and grab a trash bag and tie some 550 cord to it and jump off the roof. You know what I'm saying? I did that so, as a kid, but uh, well, we that, used, that, that, those were bad. Yeah, those were, yeah. The, the plastic back then was way stronger. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like you could suffocate somebody with that shit. Now you just pop a hole and it's no problem. But anyways, uh, I digress. So what? Basically, what I'm trying to say is, if you're going to put yourself in that position and you want to do it well, um, I think you you said it best when you said we need to showcase a talent. Yeah. Right. So why not get the equipment to showcase that talent? Yeah. So we need to have good equipment, starting with your tripod. You need something solid. There are lots of tripods out there. I have a really right stuff just because that was the option when I was getting it, and I felt like that was the most solid. Yeah, I mean, you have it right in front of you, so it's easy. Right. It's right there. I'm like, ah, just get one of these. Boom, perfect. When the wind blows, Carbon fiber definitely damps the the vibration and the wind does and that's why they use it for professional photography photography. right so you're able to see a clear image when the wind blows so we can weigh it down i got like 90 bags on my tripod Mm -hmm. you've seen it so when somebody needs a bag that's on the line i got like three heavy bags and a bunch of light bags but they're all tied to my tripod my tripod's not going anywhere, dude. It's 40 mile an hour winds that one time. My yeah, I'm not going exactly to mine over because I don't have Your any... shit went down the line. Yeah, yeah. My shit was just fine. Yep. And I was like, yeah, see, tied it down. No problem. Yeah. But it was still a carbon fiber tripod. But It, it was the same tripod as mine. It, yeah, it was the exact same tripod right. almost, except for the ball head. Yeah. And um, it allows me to see a clear picture of what's going on because that's what I need. I need to be able to see what's going on in the world so that I can tell you what's going on in the world. Right, right. Even though you're probably at a higher power than I am, but I can still see more. Yeah, yeah. You know, you may be tuned up to 25, 35, whatever, you know, classic scope they have now is like 45 for a Schmidt or something like that. Yeah, right? Yep, for sure. You you those 7 to 35. With yeah, the, you yeah. may be all tuned up, and that's cool. But I can see more than you can. Mm-hmm. So and we're not moving. Right. Under recoil. So we need a tripod that performs in the wind. We need a tripod that performs in the dirt and pretty much any, you know, weather condition in your area. So if you are, you know, if you're on the East Coast, if you're on the West Coast, it's really going to depend where we're at. We're shooting in high desert. So in the high desert areas, you like that? I'm, yeah, I need the number. I'm looking. 14. It's cut out for a laptop, dude. Check it out. I, it yeah, up. no, I've seen it. It's all cut out. I know. It's already cut out. I just, I'm, I'm looking at the number, so I wanted to see the size. Oh, it's totally custom. I know. Dude, you I want to take it with you. I'm not going to use it. It's got a name on, on the it. Side. Who's Bailey? This, I, see, I got it secondhand, so you can have a third hand. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, take it with you. Laptop It'll back. be fun. Cool. So anyways, um, <clears throat> you need something that's going to perform for you every single time that you pull it out of the case or pull it out of you know your vehicle or something like that. So if you, you're in a high desert area like us, and the wind's blowing and the dirt's kicking up and really fine sand, grit, and stuff like that gets into your legs. You got to clean it out, but you need something that is going to perform in that condition, right? So now 
you know, you have a solid, we're always talking about fundamentals and foundation. We need a solid foundation for our spotter. So as we move up, we need to figure out what kind of ball head we're going to use. So some guys want to use this stuff that rotates, you know, all the way 360 degrees, and that's great, and like up, down, left, right. Yeah, some like the multi-knob, some like the single knob, yep. some like, uh, you know, I use... I like less controls. Yeah, I, I want one knob. I like gross motor skills. Yep, one knob. I either want the, the like the BH55, and I'll just set the tensioner, or I use, I use the, um, I just use my regular uh, Anvil 30. And, and do that but um the bh55 is a nice one and and dollar wise there really isn't a big like the, the really right stuff legs are expensive mm -hmm. but their ball head is in line with everybody else it really is and and so is like the uh conversion See, kits and right stuff you're like not that. you're yeah, not you're really not, you're not saving any money yeah. unless you're going to the straight up you know chinese knockoffs but Can't you want chinese knockoffs. regardless you want something that carries weight right so bigger and heavier is a little better in spotting. I want to have two tripods. Everybody wants to have two tripods. So I got enough money for one tripod right now. Mm -hmm. And that tripod is going to work with my spotter. It's going to work with my binos. It's going to work with my rangefinder. It's going to work with my gun. Exactly. So exactly. now I have something that works for everything. Okay, cool. It carries the weight of all this stuff. Because my gun sitting here right now is what, 25 pounds probably? Mm, probably close to 20, 22. Okay. So... I need something that it's not going to be vibrating around or anything like that. And when I pull the trigger, I want it to be nice and smooth and then come back with a good recoil and then reset back on the target. So I need something that carries weight. Yeah. And that's going to be, um, you know, under recoil, what's, you know, what are you looking at as far as slippage and stuff like that? So slippage would be like if I were pulling the trigger on my, on my AX, it's not going to go very far because it's a heavy gun itself. But is there going to be some type of slippage in that, uh, that Arca Swiss rail or really right stuff, dovetail, whatever you want to call it, whatever you're using, is there going to be some slippage? There might be some slippage, but you have to look at that stuff under stress, uh, uh, under recoil management, and, you know, in gross motor skill. So what are we using as a range finder is the next thing. So as, as a spotter, you're going to be in charge of the, basically if it's me and Frank, and Frank's spotting for me, or I'm spotting for Frank, and it's just the two of us, and he wants to know how far something is, he's not going to sit there and mill it. Dude, I have a laser rangefinder. Right. Why the hell wouldn't I just laser rangefind it? But when you're rangefinding it, you have to remember that if you're in the right position as a spotter directly behind the shooter, you have to take into account the distance from you to the shooter to the target. Yeah. I mean, if you're like we, we're in the yards. middle, yeah. When we have a big line, we're farther Within a couple away. Yards. But usually, I try to get it to the front of the line. Yep. And if we can do that, then we can get you a good waterline hit. Yep. And figure out exactly what your dope is. I tell you what, I had the Jeff from Thornton. Um, he's come to in the shop. He came out and filmed a, a training lesson with me Saturday. He had a, a Leica twenty seven hundred. One tap. And it was gorgeous Saturday. Bright mm -hmm. sun, everything, no problem. His laser on that, and, and I've seen hit or miss, but his got every target, first tap, including the mile, dead on. It was so good. His his laser was dead in the middle of his circle. It was like one of the best Leicas I've ever seen. I actually think his Leica 27, Hunter, might have been a little better than my Terrapin. Dude, and... I I'm not going to lie, and I told you this, what, last weekend, I think, when we were out shooting, is 
I'm like searching for my Terrapin, but I haven't downloaded the new stuff. The, yeah, well, the new firm, firmware. The so, Terrapin works. Like, don't get me yeah, wrong, no, 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 but no. I mean the Terrapin works. Yeah, so yeah. When you get it to work, it works great. Yep. I I wish like part of me wishes that they had a Bluetooth app for the previous Terrapin. I would have just kept that. Yes, exactly. Because that was a better laser. Edge glass. Right. It was a better laser. It was military grade. But the but the, the Terrapin the, the the thing with the Leica twenty sevens. We've seen some that couldn't hit the 1200. Yeah, that, so you may be dealing with, with something one that's that, like it one was out of just 10. a cherry unit and it was dead on. Everything was perfect. And he had it in his tripod. I went up, I went our whole range and it was a single click. It never, I even got the tower. He couldn't get, because he was like, you know, how do you shoot with the power lines back there? I said, dude, they're fucking far. Yeah, they're way back there. Right. Don't worry well, about then that. he tried to laser them with his thing, couldn't yeah. get them. Yeah, and I it's got good it. To a, it's good to a degree. Yeah, yeah, I so got it. A lot of the twenty seven hundreds. If you have a ballistic drop program in a twenty seven hundred, I think it only goes up to like eight hundred and thirty six yards. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, for balli- yeah, ballistically, I, I got uh, two thousand fifty yards to that tower, the one that he thought was straight out, and and it's like, dude, that's on the other side of the hill. Yeah, don't sweat and, that shit. And, son. and you know, you're lasering the thousand yard tower, like the eight and the nine are, are kind of in front of it. But when you're shooting the eight and the nine, that tower is at two thousand fifty behind it. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's we're, we're in in the way the hill goes up, you can't skip up and then over. You're gonna go into the into that natural uh, rise we have. That just you know, the, it's kind of like a mini bowl that catches all our rounds. And this tower is on the other side of it. And so yeah, that's it's way out there. Yeah, it's There's way out to worry there. About. And so we don't sweat it. So we need a good spotter. We need a good range finder. We need a good ball head. That ball head needs to be able to support. So it, when I have my full setup as a spotter on the line, either during a course or, you know, when I'm trying to, you know, help RO or something like that at a match, I have my laser range finder right next to my spotter. So I can make sure that whatever someone's shooting at, if they want an actual true distance, I can give it to them. Mm-hmm. But then I can get back on my spotter and they're co-aligned. Right, right. So whatever my rangefinder's looking at, my spotter's looking at. Whatever my spotter's the, the, looking the at, bars, the rangefinder's The looking tables at. to kind of co-witness your stuff. There's a lot of equipment good, out there now. That'll do it, and it's good. Yep, and what I'm using is cinema equipment from Really Right Stuff. I got the cinema bar, the you know micro ball heads and stuff like that. So everything, you know, you can move it independently of each other. Now... There's, uh, yeah, there's tables out there that you can tie everything to. Mm-hmm. I think Joe Talley. I use the Able table. Yeah, Joe Talley makes that, I think. I don't know. He's out in California. I think he makes the Able table. Um, really good dude, really good shooter. He's, a, he's just a nice guy all around. Um, but my Able table set up to have all that on there. Yeah, and you can shoot off of it mm-hmm. with a bag in case you can't connect. And it holds tripod. binos because it's got that And it holds curve. binos. Yep. So I use a, I think it's called a bog pod for my, uh, for my, for my binos when I'm actually using binos and I step Well, out. now the really right stuff's got the mount. I'm yeah, going they have the, I think it's, man, what do they use? What do they call it? It's like, it's not a sling. It's like a cinch. Yeah. It's called cinch. a cinch. There cinch. you go. So we're getting, we're getting a bunch of those in, um, wind measuring devices. So you're in charge of the wind, dude. You're in charge of what's going on. You're in charge of the information getting to your shooter. You're in a good position. So let's say. For us, as practical shooters on our range, I have a shooter and I'm spotting and I go, okay, well, I'm standing up so I can feel the wind pretty good. Where is it coming from? 
well, it's coming from this direction. Okay, hey, shooter, here, you know, the wind's coming from this direction. Let me get my wind meter out if I need it, yeah. right? So if I'm more, if, if I go backwards and say I'm a more inexperienced spotter than what I am today, yeah, I got the wind meter up and I'm going, okay, but I need to think about calibrating myself to, and we say this all the time and please take this to heart. We have to calibrate ourselves to what that feels like. Right. Because we as spotters have to be dynamic. We have to come up with a solution first. To give then, to the other guy. To give to the other guy and then come up with a second solution and a third solution, in some cases a fourth solution. But we need to be consistent, but we need to know what everything feels like. So we need to gauge ourselves to the wind. Yeah. So we need to know what does it sound like? What does it feel like on my face if I turn around? Where is it at? Is it pushing me? Is it pulling? And I use like I have a oh, I just got them, but I was using engineer tape before. But I have flags on my tripod. Coltac makes those material flags now that you can just hook in to your tripod. And mm-hmm. he he also has the the nylon um, covers for the legs. Mm-hmm. But Coltac has um, like wind strips that I attach to the tripod. So when things are changing quickly and dynamic wise. I can just kind of glance down at that flag that I have in the in the little strip of tape. Like I said previously, if you looked at me, because uh, Steve when he was out there had the orange engineer tape, mm-hmm. I just cut that out. Yeah, of we the, just cut that. And up then and I tied it on, it. and then if it rips up, I just. And cut a lot them. of times it's like, hey, it's kind of like a joke. You know, we get it, put it on the tripod, and just like, okay, check mm-hmm. your wind flag. Yep. Even though we have wind flags all over, over the place, so if you have your own range, invest in those. What are they? Golf wind flags. Yeah. Okay? And now they're not. At they the, help. They do. They're not at the golf websites anymore. They're at a Frisbee Golf. Ooh. I had to go to a Frisbee Golf site, and he sells like an 18 or a 9 or 10-pack or an 18-pack. Whatever holes they have, they'll sell you a flag pack. They come with, um, because Frisbee Golf uses a basket, mm-hmm. they come with a short rod and a Oh, Boy, talk about another sport that you really have to be tuned into the wind. Huh? Right, frisbee golf, right? <laughs> oh, my and, God. And then it goes and it mounts in the basket, but you could pull that right off, but you get the weighted wind flag. So if you're looking for the wind flags you see in my video, they're no longer that I've seen on golf websites. I originally bought them from Golf Direct, I think it was, but now you have to search for them, and they're on a frisbee golf website. And what we're doing is we're setting our range up for success because we're using the flags to an extent, but when we cut the umbilical cord and say, all right, shooter, you're on your own, dude. I need you to come up with a wing call. I need you to come it's up with It's amazing how many people don't look at the flag. And There's we, like one at 400. Do we do them almost 400 yards out? Right. Like 400, 800, you know, 1,200. Yeah, They're well, out four, there. 1,000 and 1,250. Yeah. Yeah. And, and nobody looks at him. Nobody looks at him. And one <laughs> dude thought it was a fucking coyote or something like that. And he kept shooting at the wind flag when I told him to shoot at the coyote. Remember that? No. That I was... Uh, I didn't hear that. No, it was... He was going to shoot... I'm trying to remember... Uh, I'm not going to say Were we shooting name. the house cat, you mean, at... A th- at uh, when we were shooting the house cat at 900 At 900, yards, he was shooting the flag right over the hill the at the 1,000. To the right of that. Yes, that's at 1,000. And I was like, dude, you're like eight mils off, man. I need you. And he's like, no, man, I'm right there. And I was like, no, you're not. And he's shooting the wind flag. And he goes, well, what is that? I said, that's a fucking flag, dude. He goes, oh, I thought that was some kind of moving target you guys had. (laughs) It's like, well, it's moving, yeah, but it's not a target, dude. I need you to come back to the cat. Yeah. So anyways, Kestrels, Weatherflow, there's stuff out there for you. 
depending on how much you want to spend. If you want to run a ballistic arc program, you can run a Kestrel and a Weatherflow. If you just want to run a Weatherflow and an yeah, old Yeah, the Weatherflow, you'd have to run your phone, though. Yeah, exactly. So if you wanted to run an old cell phone or something mm -hmm. like that, something that you can charge, you know, like on a Q charger, or, you know, something that just doesn't accept a charge anymore, but you don't need internet access with it. Maybe download some music on it, get your Bluetooth going yeah, in your ears. Yeah, exactly. And have your, you know, your data on your phone and then throw a weather flow up. You know, the app itself is 15 bucks. The weather flow is like 80 bucks or something like that. You're still saving four or $500, but you have something that people want. So let's say, you know, there's six people on the line when, when we have a course going on and they want to use Ballistic Arc. Well, I have a weather flow, so I just turn it on and they all link to it. Right, right. That's not a problem. You know, they get atmosphere. That's they what, get all that like stuff. we used to have the um the drop the drop yeah. on on the tripod too. So we would, which I'm going to steal back. Are you? You going to use it? Yeah, I might. I might come back to it because we would we would set the drop out there. The drop if somebody was nice wanted to, to link to it, yep. you can link to our weather. But now, like they're all doing it on their own phone anyway. So so I'm going to talk about some creature comforts, and okay. then we'll cut it off there, and then we'll move in. Uh, we'll do another episode and do we'll, part two. Yeah, and we'll do a part two. So creature comforts. When I talk creature comforts, I'm like I'm on a I'm on a spotter for three days straight, and you know I'm spotting for twelve people that are shooting three hundred and fifty rounds apiece, just like you, right? You're on the you're either on your spotter or you're right up like in the shooter's student. face, right, right? Yeah. So, but I am on there. I would say for ninety nine percent of every shot taken, so I get to see what's going on. I get to help them. I get to give them a wind call and everything like that. So I need to be comfortable. So that means I need a task. I need a shelf. Yeah, I, I need like the something. Shelves. I was just going to say the Trousk I need is, to a, have is a great organizer. On an organizer. Thank you. Yep. So when I'm looking at an organizer, I need something that's going to carry my water bottle because I don't want to put it in my hoodie. I don't want to put it in my back pocket. Right. I want to hold it, it on my pants, man. Yeah, I want to put it right here in my, in my task and move forward. Um, all my rear bags I have on a carabiner that are clipped to the bottom, bottom of that of task, it. Yep. and it holds it steady. Pens. My pens, um, pencils, markers. My uh, my pouch for uh, the kestrel is there on my leg. The task is there. It's got pens. It's got tools in it. In the bottom of the, of the it's got cuff. my keys in it. Yes, it's, it's got, got, got my everything wallet in it. it. Yeah, it's just holding. All I have that a fix it stick tool pouch in there. It's, exactly. It's so got... I take a T handle and put it in one of the pen pouches. Yep. So because we always run into, oh, it's not. I'm not. I can't get zeroed at 100 yards. Grab your scope. Shake it. Is it loose? Yep. All right. Hold on. Mm -hmm. All right. We're back in the fight. Let's yep. go. Yep. Let's get ready to work. No, there's a lot of stuff. So we need water. We need sunscreen. We need pens, pencils, markers, and right in the rain. Even though it's a nice day outside, just grab a right I in the rain. I always grab yeah, right in the rain. Right in the rain is the way to go. And then we talked about a wind flag. So that covers pretty much all the creature comforts when, uh, when we're getting on a spotter. What we're going to talk about next podcast is going to be the communications um, and conditions but also some type of example dialogue and climatizing yourself to um, getting, yeah. you know, being a spotter. And I think we should probably... So our, 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 our million download episode will be a two-parter. It's a two-parter million. <laughs> two-parter million. Because million's big, man. You can't do it all in yeah, one so shot. Yeah, so let's do a big episode, right? Yeah, big one. But we also, we should probably talk about... Um, Target evaluation yep. as a spotter. Yep. Because well, that's the pro side, actually, and that's the, that's the thing we could talk about how we give. Yep. How many people respond when you basically verbalize the pro side versus the amateur side? And like I said, I go, stole that. Uh, I stole that from Emil Praslik, yep. but it, it's it's it, that you, is 
it, like it once, resonates with people. Once that's been brought to our attention, we're like, that makes a lot more sense because they're like, we're all saying the same thing. We're all just saying it differently, right? You know, it's just so the, the nomenclature lends to understanding for people, and as soon as you tell them it, they they immediately go, got it. And then after that, like you, you you'll be spotting somebody Sunday morning at ten o'clock, and it'll be a eighteen mile an hour wind in their first round hit, and they'll go pro side. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Booyah. Yeah. And like once, and it's funny because yeah, once we say that, like, hey, here's the we cut the target in half. Here's your pro side, and they go okay, and they shoot, you know, throughout the day, and we find that one target where everybody's it's, on the pro side. Yep. We get that a lot. Yeah. We get everybody on the pro side. We bring that target back in and be like, all right, here's what you guys did, and then, and then like it's just high fives and back mm-hmm. hats and everything. Yeah, because like it's been painted. It's freshly painted. Yeah. And yet one side only with twelve students or more is chewed up. Oh yeah. And the paint's clean on the other side, and it's like it's on the pro side only. It's dude. On the pro side, I don't care about the elevation. You talk to me about windage. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So Anyways, it's good. One stuff. million. One downloads. million downloads. Hey guys, thank you for listening. Thank you for commenting. Thank you for subscribing. Like I said, we used to, we were begging and pleading for 2,000 subscribers. Dude, I remember that. And, yeah, and I think the, I still have a picture. It was like 1776. Yeah, and, like, and I was like, this is the most patriotic subscribers that we've had. Please. And, and now it's like, you know... We, we now t- you're kicking people off. You're like, get the fuck out of here if you don't want to listen to it. Yeah, yeah, I did. I'm like, stop, Frank. <laughs> I did. Um, I, I, and, and honestly, I only had like two people I had to remove who trolled me on the Podbean app. And so I removed two guys who trolled me. But um, and, and other than that, but thank you guys. I mean, it, it really comes down to you. Yeah, we can throw content out there all day. Yeah, you and, don't have to listen to nah, it. You don't a have free to country, listen to dude. it. And, and, and you don't have to respond. But the fact that you did... Um, the fact that you continue to, the fact that, you, you know, we're, we're not only seeing you on Sniper's Hide, we're seeing you in the Podbean app. We're seeing you in person. We're seeing you in person. We're seeing you at matches. Right. I got probably like three or four people came up to me today and they were like, hey, you're Mike, right? And I say, yeah, what's up, man? What, what are we looking at? What are we doing? And it was like, hey, you know, and they'd slide it in sometimes. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they don't say anything because they want to just see how everything's going to pan out, like what the actual service is all about, you know? But a lot of times they're like, hey, I listen to you and Frank on the Everyday Sniper. Cool, man. I'm going to hook you up with a discount, man. I'm going to hook you the fuck up. Nice, you know? nice. So I typically do that. I try to do something for our listeners because they're they're not, yeah, I don't want to say wasting their time, but I've always, you know, I, I always go back to, I'm a, I like music. I like music a lot. And art, where you're decorating space with art, you're decorating time with music. What? And you're decorating your time with us. Right. Right. No, we appreciate it. And, we do. And, and thank you. Um, it, like I said, big milestone uh, episode, and we're going to continue it into the next little run. So stand by for part two. Which will be five minutes for us, but it, like four or five days for you. Yeah, three days. I'll, I'll, I'll do it three You do days. three days? Yeah, three, three days. days. I'll do three days. That'll give you time to do something else, too. Yeah. Can you check your emails? I can check emails. I'm I'm pretty good. I'm pretty caught up. I actually had to log into like, like my my main email like, like my cloud account mm-hmm. because my and you're like ah fuck what's my email? No, my home computer wasn't deleting my trash bin. Oh, so it was. I had like friggin' twenty seven hundred delete you know trashed emails that wouldn't disappear. So I had to go into my cloud and finally get rid of them. But I'm in good shape. I'm actually caught up. The book's in good shape. Everything's moving along. Thank you guys who are pre-ordering my book. 
that's putting a lot of pressure on me now. Now I want to like relook at it. And honestly, I would have done this. Dude, process. you got to put that dude in a freaking chokehold or something. I would have put. I would like have done a half this. Nelson, not yeah. a full Nelson, just a half Nelson. Trust me, I've do, I would have done this process completely different. Like a rear naked choke. Yeah, and 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 it's it's kind of got me outside my comfort zone in Some a way I guillotine. don't. I don't like to operate, but now that all these guys are pre-ordering, I'm gonna have to go there and. You're gonna have to make this special. Like, yeah, I gotta go back and look. Are you at getting it. printed copies? I told you I want a printed copy yeah, yeah. with oh, a signature yeah. in it. Yeah, I get all that. First edition. I get all that crap. First edition. You saw all the first editions in my library, right? Yeah. Okay. You got them all in plastic and everything all like right. that, dude. We're book collectors. Well, we'll, here. we'll get it. We're all right, smart. guys. Thank you. Thank you, you very much. Minutes. Thank you. Peace.